this is, Ozarks at Large. The Negro Motorist Green Book was a series of discreet published softcover travel guides for African Americans seeking secure accommodations and services across the United States during a time of strictly enforced race segregation. As Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich reports, local historian Dave Edmark researched numerous green books and other records to learn where African Americans stayed in northwest Arkansas during Jim Crow. The Negro Motorist Green Book guided hundreds of thousands of African Americans who were traveling short and long distances across the United States, seeking black-friendly hotels, guest houses, restaurants, nightclubs, service stations, taverns, beauty salons, barbershops, and even summer resorts. The annually published guidebook especially helped blacks to safely navigate across the American South. Starting in the 1930s, Dave Edmark, an adjunct journalism instructor at the University of Arkansas and retired communications director in the U.A. System of Agriculture, documented where African Americans stayed in Fayetteville during that era. The Green Book uh, was basically a travel guide for black motorists for uh, 1936 to 67. And uh, someone could look into it as uh, you look for a particular state and then look for the cities within that state. And for any given city, it would list different restaurants and hotels where where black travelers would be welcome. And they were usually in the black communities within these uh, towns. The Green Book was conceptualized by Harlem, New York resident Victor Green. Victor Green, sometime in the mid-1930s, took a, a short vacation trip with his family around the metropolitan New York area. And he found that as a black family, they didn't know exactly for sure in a strange city, where can they go without being turned away? Or worse, Green Book readers were instructed to purchase a map to plan and mark safe routes, sourcing the guide, which could be mail-ordered, and Mark's article was published in the Washington County Historical Society's journal, The Flashback, edited by Patsy Watkins, to coincide with the wide release of the Academy Award-winning film, The Green Book. Based on a true story, Mahershala Ali plays Don Shirley, a black classical and jazz pianist touring segregated America in 1962, driven by a white chauffeur who had to source the green guide to accommodate his passenger. The, the way we approached this article for the, for the flashback was, what if Don Shirley in 1962 had decided to come visit Fayetteville? Uh, where would he have been able to stay? Speaking from his home writing studio, Ed Mark says he searched the 1962 Green Book first and then all the editions available in the New York Public Library digital collections. Ed Mark found listings for several Arkansas cities as well as for Fayetteville, which had a significant historic African-American community tracing back to enslavement. The city of Rogers, along with Siloam Springs at the time, were sundown towns where blacks were forbidden to stay after dark. Bentonville had a small historic black district, but no Green Book accommodations. At least in many of the larger you know, cities, there were uh, black-owned hotels. But in Fayetteville, all uh, the places that were listed were private residences. It was more like rooming houses, uh, boarding houses, people's homes who were just... 
uh, open themselves up to uh, visitors coming through. In the heart of Fayetteville's historic Black District in 1936, Edmark found one hotel on Willow Avenue, operated by Reverend James Webb, pastor of St. James Baptist Church, which also listed a restaurant. Two tourist homes were also listed, one on Olive Street, operated by Susie Manuel, and Mark publishes two photographs of her in the article. Another tourist home was on Center Street, run by Naomi Smith. And they'd also serve meals there. They'd have um, not what you call a full-fledged restaurant, but maybe more like cafes and snack bars and things like that. University of Arkansas African-American students also sourced the Green Book, Ed Mark says, in the late 1940s when the college was integrated, but blacks barred from campus accommodations. Ed Mark, a longtime journalist, also fact-checked the Green Book listings for Fayetteville. One thing about the Green Book is uh, it was not necessarily always accurately updated. Uh, we found out that there were some addresses listed there in the Green Book which on a city address map really don't exist. The number might be wrong. And on one of them, they even got somebody's name wrong. So uh, in order to verify as much as we could, I just went into the Fayetteville Public Library to check the old city directories, the R.L. Polk and Company directory, those big, thick, bound volumes that would tell uh, not only who lives somewhere, but what their occupation was and uh, just uh, little facts like that. And also check the Southwestern Bell telephone directories for each year and just try to match up uh, these names and addresses. And for the most part, they matched up. But, you know, I found out that's where I found out there were a few discrepancies. Edmark searched old obituaries and contacted African-American natives in Fayetteville to learn what they knew. I started asking around about this because even though the people who operated those homes have long since deceased, but... There are the younger generation in the black community in Fayetteville who uh, who knew these people and they lived around there on uh, basically around East Center Street and Olive Avenue, east of the old Washington County Courthouse. A major source is Jessie Bryant, born 1926. She grew up in segregated Fayetteville. As a teenager, she was bused to Fort Smith's Black District to attend high school. The former Washington County Quorum Court judge and founder of the Northwest Arkansas Free Health Center told Edmark that blacks declined traveling through Fayetteville, a predominantly white community, but did travel to Fayetteville for jobs. There would say be construction projects in the area, and so maybe some uh, black workers from Little Rock or other parts of Arkansas uh, would come up here for uh, temporary uh, week-long labor jobs, and maybe they'd go back home to uh, their hometown over the weekend. Edmark says Jesse Bryant describes Fayetteville's black community then and now as knit. Uh, everybody knew everybody. They all knew what each other were, uh, what they were doing, where they were going, uh, kind of how to help look after each other. Bryant told Edmark that the larger white community in Fayetteville paid black residents little mind. Likely why the community managed to persist compared to thousands of black neighborhoods and districts across the U.S., especially in the South, subjected to violent racial cleansing. In 2019, Edmark was awarded the Arkansas Historical Association Best Community Award for his Arkansas Green Book article. As for the Green Book, it stopped publishing with passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, 
outlawing discrimination in public accommodations. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich.